Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Thank you for joining this audio podcast today. No video because I'm going to direct you somewhere to watch a video. However, if you're new to the podcast, I'm glad to have you here. If you've been here for a while, thanks for joining. Be sure to leave us a review. If you're new, be sure to stop, subscribe to the podcast. We have tons of new things that are coming out, and I'm going to give a little preview to them. Catapulting Commissions is making a major change in 2022. It is, it is so exciting to tell you the changes we're going to make. I just legally can't tell you the changes we're going to make. So with that being said, be sure to stay connected. But everything that you guys have ever DM'd me or emailed me or told me, hey, you should do this, you should do this, it's something along those lines. So Catapulted Commissions family, be sure to stay connected. That's what I can say about that. Let's talk about today's subject at hand. Sales culture. Does it exist? Is it real? Does it have an impact on the bottom line of your business? Earlier this week, I released a blog titled The Four Signs of Toxic Sales Culture and How to Fix It. So to answer your question, sales culture is a real thing. Now, if you haven't subscribed to the blog, go right now, anthonypgarcia.com, subscribe to the blog. At bare minimum, go to the YouTube channel at Anthony Garcia Sales, subscribe there, get notified when we push out new content. But here's the deal. In the blog, let's just say I'm a little bit more politically correct. Right. I, I try to keep my videos uh, between six and 10 minutes. I try to ensure that uh, I stay buttoned up and, and don't put something in writing that's going to haunt me later. The podcast, I also tend to keep things at a high level, except I can expand and be a little bit more transparent. And that's exactly what the hell we're going to do today. Let's talk about this. So, sales culture. So, in my career, I've had the opportunity to be parts of some of the most successful companies in the world. Um, I've been part of Fortune 500 companies. I've been part of companies that have been named as the best sales training organizations in the world. I've cut my teeth on sales culture. I've had sales culture where entry-level sales reps, all the way to sales culture where I had a team where nobody made less than $100,000 a year. Here's the deal. Having a successful sales culture is crucial to the overall success of your company. I have seen numerous times where companies have lost sales culture. And when they lose their sales culture, they lose that dynamic of people wanting to stay. 
You see, sales reps turn over at an all-time high right now, right? We've all heard about the great resignation, and the labor shortage is real. For sales professionals right now, there are more jobs available than workers looking. And then if you get into a specific trait or a skill set of sales, now your pool is even smaller. So if you're looking for somebody who can sell almonds or or fertilizer and has experience and, and knows the industry and has relationships, that pool for that candidate is incredibly small right now. That can be said for nearly every sales industry. Where things aren't small is the entry-level sales reps. But even those guys, and, I, and, I, and I, I can't speak to that because I don't hire and I haven't hired entry-level sales reps in I don't know, 10, 11 years. So I can't speak to that currently, but I can share with you the clients that have retained me and people who work with me. I hear their stories and challenges with retaining sales reps. So your sales culture, have you ever seen a championship caliber team if you look at the dynamics of a championship caliber team right i'm a diehard los angeles sports fan i like the chargers season ticket holder one day we are going to be a championship dynasty i like the dodgers championship dynasty i like the lakers championship dynasty if you ever get a chance to watch those teams interact in person but don't watch when they interact when they're on the field Watch how they interact off the field. Watch how they speak about their team. Watch the, uh, the development of, of culture that takes place because winning is everything. You want to talk about culture? We're about to start March Madness basketball. College basketball, March Madness 2022, favorite time of the year for sports. I just March Madness comes on. I could watch basketball all day and long because I love to see the competition from these kids. But even there, you can see the impact of a good culture. How people speak about the team they're on and how they lift others says a lot. How the team speaks about the coach, how the team speaks about the organization that manages them says a lot about culture, says a lot about what they're looking for. So in the world of business, your sales force is like that athletic team. They want to be part of a winning team. So here's the four signs we talked about in the blog that are uh, indicating you have a negative toxic culture on your hand. Number one, if your turnover is happening at a higher rate right now, listen, you're going to have turnover. It's, it's part of the job. It's part of the business. But if it's happening at a higher rate, there's something to be said for that. Now, the reaction to turnover is what is concerning is what demonstrates the sign of toxicity in your sales culture. If there's a negative reaction to turnover, that is a big problem. You see, millennial sales reps are taking over the workforce right now, and they demand employers give them a great employee experience. And if you're not delivering it, they're leaving. Millennial sales reps, they're interviewing with a new company every other year. So, if you find yourself and you're a sales leader or the VP of sales or, or, or the president or the director and you're having to justify to your team why somebody's turning over, that's a sign of toxicity. It, you should never have to justify why somebody left. And if you are justifying, I would caution you, don't speak negatively about people who moved on. That actually contributes to the toxic culture. The best way to deal with turnovers is not take it personal. 
It happens. And understand the sales job you have people working for is simply a vehicle to get what they want out of life. Eventually, they're going to get off the vehicle. So with, with, with that being said, do not allow the negative remarks to come out about the people who are leaving your company, right? Negative reactions cause impact. Negative reactions lead to toxicity. Negative reactions lead to a horrible sales culture. The other thing was the top-down innovation. Innovation in the company is the responsibility of everybody. Everyone's responsible for sales innovation, right? You think about sales innovation, and that's how you improve product, procedures, um, services. Uh, You improve overall morale. If you find that in your company, the only innovation comes from the top meaning the R&D team, new product development team, the sales leadership team, the owner of the company. That's a problem, right? It should be a 360 responsibility to speak about and bring up innovation. You see, the, the innovation you bring up to people comes from the bottom, comes from the top, comes from the sides. The reason your sales force isn't bringing up innovation is they believe their ideas or thoughts won't be heard. That's a problem, right? They're your frontline soldiers. They're seeing your customers on a day-to-day basis. So respect those people, right? Listen to them. Now, I get it. I've been in senior leadership roles. I've seen it. Sometimes the innovation from the bottom doesn't make tons of sense. But you should have a culture of people speaking up and sharing about that. Speaking of speaking up, that's the third sign that you have a toxic sales culture is people don't speak up, or people don't want to speak up. You almost have to force them to speak up, right? If this comes in two areas, if you've ever been on a conference call or a team meeting or a Zoom call, and you're trying to get people to speak up and people to participate and no one's participating, that says something. Pay attention to that. Silence speaks. The other area is people in your sales team, if they're afraid to speak up because they may voice an opinion that's not popular. And if you label that person as negative or you treat that person harshly or differently because they have a different opinion than the company, that is the clear sign that you have a toxic sales culture. As the sales leader, as the sales manager, as the owner of the company, you should embrace the challenging conversations. You should encourage feedback, good or bad. It's how we grow. It's how we innovate. It's how we develop. So with that being said, if you find yourself that your sales reps don't want to speak up for the fear of being labeled negative or toxic or a bad apple, that problem lies in you, the person responsible for creating sales culture. And the last sign that you have a toxic sales culture is nobody on your team talks about their sales culture, right? If you're a part of something exciting and innovating and fulfilling, You want people to talk about it. Uh, If the culture in your organization is the best thing, your sales reps will be happy to talk about it. If you don't hear people talking about it, then it's not happening. And let me rephrase that. I wanted to elaborate this on the video on Monday, and, and just for timing, I couldn't. It should be an authentic conversation, right? If you have conversations with your peers about the sales culture, how's work, how are things going, and you hear statements like this, ah, you know, just another day. Ah, just trying to figure it out. Ah, you know, it is what it is, right? Any of these neutral statements, those are negative, like 100%. 
If you're not completely sold on the sales culture and the environment that's taking place, then there's some challenges taking place. This, this sales culture is the responsibility for everybody to, to build. And when responsibility is assigned to everybody, you have to have someone to steer the boat, right? Lead the ship. And that person is the sales leadership team. That is how you build sales culture. So you want people talking about the positive things taking place in their company. You want people talking about the positive impacts of their sales culture. Now, those are four telltale signs. Go to the blog right now. Subscribe, like. You can watch the video. I dive into some depth there. Now, how do you fix that? If you're listening to this right now and you're like, okay, maybe I'm part of a company that has crappy sales culture. How do I fix that? Right. Well, here's the things to fix sales culture. Number one, your company, the senior leadership team has to acknowledge they have a sales culture problem and commit to fixing it. And to acknowledge you have a sales culture problem, you have to acknowledge that it takes work constantly, consistently, confidently, clearly, and most importantly, with trust. I couldn't think of a C for that one. However, your sales leadership has to say, we're going to commit to building a positive sales environment. And they have to acknowledge they have some lacking. And here's the thing. If you're in a senior leadership role and you're listening to this right now, and you're probably saying, screw you, Anthony. You don't understand the challenges I've been through. I got investors. I got people. I have HR issues. I have product issues. I get it 100%. Here's the thing. The sales culture changed on your watch, so it's your responsibility to change it back. And, and there's a lot that that changes, right? Uh, I see a lot of companies have changes in senior leadership more often than they should. And when you have a change in senior leadership, it's really hard to see culture see through because when you change in senior leadership, culture takes time to develop. It's like trust. It takes time to build trust and a second to lose. And that is one of the downsides of constantly changing senior leaders in the division, senior leaders in the company, or owners of a company selling it, etc. The other way, so like first thing, right? We're going to acknowledge we have a problem, we have to fix it. The second thing we have to do to fix it is we have to develop a relationship with our sales force that's built on transparency. Right? The days of the sales manager leading from the ivory tower and checking reports and looking at spreadsheets and telling people how bad they're doing, that shit's over, like wholeheartedly, right? You want to build trust and transparency? Have some conversations with some people that's built on trust and transparency, right? If your sales reps don't trust the direction of the company, then you don't have culture. Sales reps have to trust their leaders. And this is a two-way street. So if you're listening to this and you're a sales rep, your senior leadership, your managers, they have to trust you too. They have to trust your intentions are pure. They have to trust that you're going to do the right thing by the business, right? Trust is one of those fundamentals in any relationship. And so in order to develop trust, you have to develop a, a level of transparency. Being transparency about or being transparent about the direction the company is going in. Being transparent when things are going well. Being transparent when someone's not meeting expectations. Being truthful and transparent when someone's not hitting their expectations. That builds culture. The third thing, you have to create this safe environment. My number one pet peeve in culture America and in corporate America right now is this massively overly spoken thing about, about inclusion and diversity. Everyone speaks about inclusion and diversity, and I get it. 
right? It's incredibly important. And listen, right? If I am a Mexican American. I am brown skin, brown eyes. I've worked in corporate America for years. I understand it. I can't tell you how many times I've been in meetings or leadership meetings where I'm the only one of my kind. I get that. I personally, I want to be, you know, we can have a whole diversity conversation later. I'm not going to dive into my personal thoughts on that. But here's what I'm going to say about that. You see a lot of companies talking about it. There's little execution, right? There's little execution on it. You should have people feel comfortable to bring their concerns, right? People have to be able to speak concerns about changes, directions, initiatives, anything taking place in the company. Invite your people to give you feedback and tell them it is okay to give me feedback, good or bad, right? I tell people when someone works for me, I tell them you can give me positive feedback, you can give me negative feedback. I accept them both equally. Just understand, just because you give me feedback doesn't necessarily mean things are going to change completely instantly at the speed you want them to. But feedback is how things change. So I set that expectation. Yes, give me the feedback. No, I can't make a change overnight. But I can take it, it is duly noted, and I will put it to use if it's applicable. Create that safe environment. And when it would end a disagreement with somebody or a contested conversation with somebody, I would tell that person point blank, hey, I know we had a disagreement, but at the end of the day, you know, this is our professional disagreement. I still want to see you incredibly successful. Once you leave this room, virtual room, real room, right? This conversation is water on the bridge. I will not hold it against you. Create that environment for people and you'll watch culture develop because people want to stay to be a part of something. Speaking of being a part of something, here's my last key on building a sales culture. And it's really an acronym. It's DVG. You've heard me talk about this. Development, vision, gratitude. Development. Listen, we have to develop our sales team to the benefit of things that will happen and impact them in their life. Sales companies are really good about developing people for the growth of their own need. What does this look like, you may ask? It looks like this. You develop somebody to be the next sales manager. You develop somebody to be the next assistant manager. You develop somebody to be the next field manager. Whatever the title is, the, the moral of the story here is you're developing somebody to get to that next level. You're developing somebody to meet the needs of your own company. Well, that's one component, and that does help build a bench, and the number one job of a sales manager is to recruit salespeople, not sell. I get it, right? You, you have to develop people. However, if you're doing that type of development without taking the time to personally develop your people, you're losing one of the major things that helps build sales culture. Give development opportunities, work on development opportunities that impact people in their personal life separate from your company. Now, I understand it's scary. I'm going to train somebody to, to do something or develop outside my company. This could be financial investing. This could be real estate. This could be crypto. This could be time management. This could be continuing education. I mean, there's numerous things you can do to help develop somebody to get the most out of they want in their life. When you do that with somebody, the law of reciprocity says this, I'm going to give you something, you'll give me something back. 
If you develop people, they are going to feel a natural indebtedness to give you their best effort and help build a positive sales culture. The V for DVG, vision. If your sales force can't see the vision of your company and how they fit in it, then there is no vision. They have to see the vision and believe in the vision and believe that they are contributing to that vision. Your vision for your company can't just be a mission statement on a website. It has to be something that every salesperson in your organization talks about. Every salesperson in your organization breathes about. So work on that. Go to your people. Talk to them about what they look like or what they're going to look like in the next five years. Talk to them about how what they're doing today is impacting the next year. Give them something to be a part of, right? Make them feel included on the team that creates the vision. And here's the thing about vision. Either you're selling the people who work for you the vision you have and the sales culture you want and the direction you want to go in the company, or someone else is selling them a vision on why they should work in their company. That's it. Two things that are happening. Either you're selling them your vision or someone else is selling their vision. You want to build sales culture, it has to be you. And the last part of the DVG, development, vision, and gratitude. This is incredibly important. I've done numerous discussions on why gratitude is important. You have to express gratitude to those in your organization. It goes a really long way. Like I said, we've all have had tough times. We've all have had uh, a string of no sales. We've all had a bad sales month, sales quarter, sales year. It happens. The gratitude you get from the leadership you work for carries so much weight. You see, sales gratitude and sales leadership give gratitude when people only do well. You see, there's a problem with this. If I'm only going to give you gratitude when you do well, I subconsciously am telling you as a sales professional, you're like the star athlete. You're only good to me when you're good. You're shitty to me when you suck. That creates crappy culture. You have to express a level of gratitude. Now, now I'm not telling you to call your sales reps, kiss their butt, and, and, and you know, be all roses and daisies and not, not, not put people on plan, not have a difficult conversation when someone's hitting quota. I, all of that has its time and place. But as a sales leader, express gratitude. There's a lot of power in a quick gratitude message. Example, if I'm the sales leader... And I have more salespeople that I, that, than I can reach out to, right? It's not feasible for me to reach out to everybody all the time. Then I make it a system. Okay, every quarter, I'm going to speak to every salesperson on my team at least once, or they're going to get one personalized message from me. And I would tend to make that personalized message, right? You're going to do it naturally when they're doing well. But I would make that personalized message when maybe they're not doing so well. And you tell somebody, hey, I know last month was really tough. I get it. Just want you to know, I still believe in you. You're the right person. I'm really thankful you're working hard, and I look forward to what you can produce next month. A message like that takes less than a minute to send. You could record it. You could type it. You could video it. You could text it. Having those gratitude messages come out, build sales culture. Because here's the thing about sales culture. The people who ruin sales culture are typically the ones who are underperforming. Why? Because they're getting neglected. 
They don't feel gratitude. They're having a horrible time. If people are underperforming and they know their hard work is being appreciated, they're going to have a positive outlook and they're going to know that their career with you isn't short term, but it's for the long term. And that is why gratitude is important. So remember, if you want to fix a toxic sales culture, acknowledge it, commit to fixing it, develop transparency, create a safe environment, and finally, DVG, development, vision, and gratitude. Do me a favor, Catapulting Commissions family. Like, subscribe, go get connected to the YouTube video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not already connected to the blog, go ahead and get connected to the blog. I can't wait to tell you the direction Catapulting Commissions is going in. That's what I got for you guys this week. I'll see you, or yeah, I'll see you next week. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.